in today's teaching, I'm going to be going through why does crime occur? And I'm going to use the routine activities theory from 1979 to explain that to you. Let's dive in. Now, in 1979, two criminologists, Marcus Felsen and Lawrence Cohen, they wanted to prove their hypothesis that crime wasn't a result of social or economic status, even ethnicity or race. It was simply down to opportunity. And they started to think this when they looked at data from the 1960s and the 1970s when women started to enter the workforce. Now, by 1970, 40% of married women were in the workforce. And what started to happen was that those at once empty homes, whether the, the wife was at home being the housemaker, they were now empty and then burglaries started to increase. So Lawrence and Cohen really wanted to set out that their hypothesis that crime was simply about opportunity. Opportunity causes crime. And it was three things that they said that you really needed for a crime to be committed. And we're going to dive into each one of those here today. Now, the first one is that you need a motivated offender. So in today's world, it's considered to be a given. If you leave $100 on a table in a caribou or Starbucks, it's really a given that someone is going to take that money and they're going to walk out the door with it. So there'll always be motivated individuals that will seize the crime. And on a day-to-day, -day, there's not a great deal we can really do with that person's motivation because that's their manifestation. That's, that's who they are, perhaps. So we can't really control the motivated offenders. And that's explained in many other theoretical models. And so you've got your motivated offender. Next, you need a suitable, we now say slash soft target, of which us as a church would be considered a soft target because most of our houses of worship are still either left open to this day or have little or minimal security. A soft, um, uh, suitable target would be someone that has minimal security. But these are those things where it could be a person walking alone late at night. And I'm sure we've all seen that person walking down the street, texting at one o'clock in the morning when it's pitch black, and we say victim, victim, victim. You know, a person walking alone late at night. It could also be someone who was distracted in the, I think it's 2016, when Kyle Odom shot pastor Tim Remington in, his, in the parking lot as he was walking to his car following the service. Pastor Tim Remington was distracted. He was on his phone talking to his son when an active assailant approached him and tried to take his life. Now, miraculously, Tim Remington um, survived that incident, but he was distracted. So that motivated offender needs a suitable soft target. This could be someone who's distracted. And it's also that vacant house in the suburbs. I mentioned this before, when those when women entered the workforce and those houses became empty, burglary rates increased because there was no one there to secure that environment. And also when I worked at Mall of America, we had those cars in the parking lot on Black Friday where they've been to Best Buy, they've been to Target, they've got all this stuff. And they've left it on display for everyone to see. And they come back and they wonder, why is my car being broken into when they've left all their electronics on display for someone to see? They're making themselves a suitable or soft target for those motivated offenders. And this could be, as I mentioned, an open door environment such as a church. And then the final piece for a crime to occur 
you need the absence of capable guardianship. They might be saying, Simon, what is capable guardianship? Well, capable guardianship is a person or a thing that discourages that motivated offender from committing the crime. So it could be that you hire police at your church and you have them in your parking lot. You have them doing traffic control. You might have security or a safety team wearing a uniform or they're visible. They're adding guardianship to say to these people, do not commit the crime here because we're a hardened environment. It's the same with security cameras, external lighting, or your engaged front desk. You have someone that sits on your desk and says, welcome to the church. What brings you here today? We're going to look the person in the eye and see who they are and how they can help them. So all these are guardianship. So when you don't have that guardianship, and when you get the conversions of a motivated offender, a suitable or soft target, and the lack of guardianship, you have the perfect crime. So we cannot control the person's manifestation that want to commit a crime. We can't control their motivation. But we can harden our environment by adding in guardianship. And I've mentioned some examples, security cameras, exterior lights, an engaged front desk, training all our volunteers on threat assessment, threat behavior, making sure that our greeters are welcoming everyone to the church and looking in their eyes. We can apply guardianship and then we can use physical security, cameras, access control, lighting, intrusion detection. All these things are guardianship. And if we increase our guardianship, it means that we can then prevent that crime because we will, we will displace it somewhere else. Crime is about motivation, finding a soft target and not having guardianship. And by increasing our guardianship, we're going to displace that crime somewhere else. So we're not saying to that motivated defender, remember, do not commit a crime. We're saying don't commit it here, go somewhere else. But before I leave, I want to tell you about our threat detection course, which is going to help you. Now, we have over three hours of teaching and it covers risk assessment, suspicious behavior, surveillance awareness and conversational interviewing, which is a key piece to learn someone's intent. So if you're interested in that course, I will drop a link below so you can go and check that out. Like I said, there's over three hours of teaching in there in our threat detection course. But for now, you stay safe, have a blessed day. Until next time, take care.